Thanks for joining me on Two Age Sojourner, and we're in for Meredith Monday, and I feel like meditating on Meredith Monday. More to come. Well, thanks for tuning in for this uh, episode, and um, I am trying a few different things with the sound, so you might notice over the f- over the first, uh, well, at least the last uh, episode, and you'll probably notice uh, the few that are following that there'll be some experimentation, and there might be some varying quality and sound, so bear with me on that. I'm just playing with a few things, all part of the game, I suppose, and uh, on that point, I did want to spend a little bit of time meditating on Meredith Monday. Uh, I'm in an extremely contemplative mood, and uh, I, I think one of the things I've I've been thinking about just uh, in the lead up to recording this uh, is what what exactly I want you to benefit from in this. What what am I trying to do? What's the goal for me? And um, the reality is, um, especially when we're thinking about a person or a, a singular theologian, uh, th- there needs to be a balance on this stuff because, of course, we're, we're not into just uh, following Apollos or following Paul or anything like that. Uh, there needs to be some sense in, in doing what we're doing. And, uh, and, and so let me try and just provide to you a little bit of a, or for you, a little bit of a rationale for why it is that this might be beneficial for you. I am um, essentially, as I said the other time, um, the, I think a few episodes back, uh, that the idea of, of uh, forming a camaraderie around a certain uh, type of thinking, a certain uh, type of theology, well, that's all very helpful and important and encouraging along the way. Um, but it's also true that I am trying to promote a certain kind of Reformed theology. I certainly would like to call people to Reformed theology and use every uh, opportunity to do that and to help people understand what Reformed theology is. But uh, you spend a little bit of time in the Reformed world and soon you realize, well, there's Reformed theology, there's kind of another kind of Reformed theology, there's this kind of Reformed theology, and there's no... Uh, one single Reformed theology out there. It's more just within the Reformation. There are a few different expressions of it and nuances, and uh, this has taken its shape via the various confessions out there. And so, um, one of the things that I think has been helpful is to see the way that Reformed theology has progressed in its understanding of covenant, in its understanding of uh, the way that uh, the scriptures progress and unfold, so biblical theology. And uh, in my opinion, this has led to a kind of uh, Reformed theology, I think, that embraces uh, a certain distinctive, we might say, uh, it, it embraces the unfolding progressive revelation of Scripture rather than tries to flatten it out. Um, it, um, it certainly uh, would, would be um, something that goes hand in hand with those great biblical theologians like Johannes Foss and uh, Meredith Klein, and uh, there are many more uh, in that regard. But then also as it, it sort of works out this issue of covenant and what that actually means for for life and our journey as Christians. And this is really where it gets interesting, and this is why I think uh, this is relevant for for us to talk about and for any Christian to want to think about. Uh, 
in that we we constantly have to navigate what it means to to be Christians in culture. How does Christ in culture work? Uh, the age-old question. Well, covenant theology has a lot to say there, and biblical theology has a lot to say. And this distinctive kind of Reformed theology is, I would say, um, cornering in on, on, on a certain view of what it means to be a Christian. Uh, not only in that you see how revelation unfolds, but you see how we are no longer Israel and no longer a theocracy and no longer therefore called to uh, create a, a culture as Israel created apart from uh, the nations, but rather we are as salt and light uh, to be spread uh, in the nations and we are to be in the world but not of the world and so uh, there is going to be an engagement with culture much as you see with the patriarchs and with Daniel and with Joseph and with Paul and the New Testament authors um, and and the, the thing that informs us on that the thing that helps us to to know uh, you know where the line is where it gets crossed uh, what it is that we need to be pursuing is all going to be our understanding of the way the the Bible unfolds on this point and uh, shows us uh, who we are, what our identity is as the church, uh, where we are in the story. Um, we have that point then intersecting with some systematic categories, two kingdom theology, for example, is another way that people have started to refer to a, a, a certain kind of reform theology, this, the same kind that I am speaking about now. Um, it's a it's a kind of theology that uh, typically is is well elaborated and articulated amongst uh, Westminster Seminary California. It's what uh, detractors have called escondido theology, um, and, and yet I, I think it to be nothing more than a very faithful representation of of not only uh, the Bible but of of the Reformed tradition moving in a good direction. And uh, for me, I'm, I've always been a little bit less concerned to try and, you know, fit into the reform camp and uh, find, you know, my place as it were. I mean, it's nice if you find your, your little stream and your community. And, uh, you know, I, I think that where I'm at is the Reform Baptists. And, and uh, you know, there, there's a lot to talk about there. But it also kind of puts me off seeing this whole thing where everyone wants to just have their reformed identity. That's not so much what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is... Uh, seeing what is good about Reformed theology, or what I'm concerned with is taking what is good about Reformed theology, Reformed identity, and uh, making that something that works itself out in the Christian life as as a expression of, of simply a Christian who believes his Bible who has to then sojourn on the way to eternity. And so I, I feel like um, it's such a multifaceted idea um, it, it certainly, it, it, and this is kind of the, the reason I've got the Sojourners Pod Week going, uh, it, it involves very technical elements. There are some very difficult points of theology that need to be wrestled with, and uh, I, I would hope to just kind of help uh, with that wrestle in this podcast, if anyone is interested in that. Uh, you know, things like how the covenants intersect, what what it is uh, that certain points of Scripture would mean for us. And and uh, so you're looking at just some good old exposition at certain points there, some, some uh, finer points of theology. Um, but then moving on, I think also you've got uh, all these other facets that I'm trying to bring out as well. Uh, Meredith Monday, for example, just before we get started on that, and I know this is more like Meditation Monday than Meredith Monday, but hey, whatever, it's my podcast. Again, I reserve the right to change this at any time. But I am kind of setting it up for understanding why 
why I'd focus on Meredith Klein. We could have Gerhardus Fast Monday. We could have uh, David Van Drunen Monday. We could have uh, Fesco Monday. And, you know, we might even do that at some point. We could have Lee Irons Monday. He's a very helpful guy as well. Uh, we could have Chris Kahi Monday. In fact, we will have him on the show on Monday, so that's good. Um, but Meredith Klein is just like one of the major, major, major guys. Um, in fact, so much of so many, um, or so much of what comes out of Westminster Seminary, California, for example, uh, uses Klein's exegesis as a basis, almost lying at the heart and soul of, of that which is important for us to be able to wrestle with. And so I, the way I see it, it, it encapsulates the best of the biblical theological reform tradition. It uh, moves things forward in, in just connecting them to systematic categories. It uh, provides the basis for so much of the other stuff that's coming out. I think, f for example, of Michael Horton's work, um, who uh, wrote the forward to the the recent commentary that clients um, that, that has just come out about Genesis and um, and you know Horton freely confesses that it's 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 Klein that that has caused him to go through these paradigm shifts so I think when you go to a theologian like that you go to the source of scripture and that's really what I'm what I'm um, concerned to do not saying that Klein's words are infallible or anything like that but I do want to think thoughts after him uh, understand where he was coming from on certain points so as to better understand the Bible. And uh, and then, of course, you don't have to agree with everything that client says, but it's just a great starting point and a great way to move forward and understand uh, the very heart and source of it. And usually is the problem. No one reads Klein because he's just too difficult. And, um, and that's something that I think the more people are talking about client Klein's theology, more people who are out there trying to make it more accessible are essentially helping in this task of just bringing us in line with a certain kind of reformed theology. And so the idea is to essentially, I suppose, um, walk with you on this, uh, to sojourn with you on this, to uh, cultivate kindred spirits and like minds on this. Um, I, I believe it to be a healthy expression of Christianity. I'm a pastor of a church. This is how I want to pastor my flock. And to the degree that you would allow me to disciple you on these points, amen, that's fine. you know. But otherwise, as a friend, as a brother, uh, just, to, just to work with you, to wrestle with you through these points. Uh, like I said, just a short little uh, splurb uh, mixed in with the rest of your podcasting diet just to get you thinking thoughts uh, that will bring you in line uh, to or at least hopefully move you toward a certain kind of reformed theology and, and I'll unashamedly say away from another kind of reformed theology. I don't want us to mix the gospel with law. I don't want us to get grace and law wrong. I think as soon as you do that, you stop sojourning faithfully. You, you lose the hope that is yours in the gospel. And so a lot of this just comes down to that basic reality. How does the gospel uh, fit into reformed theology and work itself out as, as we uh, live the Christian life? Um, so I want to promote two-kingdom theology. I want to promote reformed theology. I want to promote confessional theology. I want to com uh, promote uh, Kleinian theology. I want to promote Escondido theology. And uh, in these things, I want to promote what I believe to be a healthy Christianity. And I'm hoping that this will be of benefit to you. And uh, you'll see it in all its facets, its technical facets. You'll see it in the work of, of, a, of a major scholar like Meredith Klein, who hopefully will be a little bit more accessible to you. Uh, you'll see it as it comes through in life, which is what I'm hoping to do a little bit with Whatever Wednesday and how that just it interacts with almost every subject out there. And then 
Thursday Theology, of course, as we just progressively move through some good, perhaps not as technical stuff as we might do on Tuesday. And then I want us to, again, engage with the world in Philosophy Friday uh, as those who see uh, that we're living in Babylon. We're living in Egypt. We're living in uh, in the city. We need to know, as Paul knew, as Kelvin knew, what the what the prophets of the day are saying, what the philosophers have uh, uncovered, uh, how that is helpful or unhelpful, and then, of course, take a bit of a breather with Smoking Saturday, which might become Spiritual Saturday. Just letting you know. And what that would mean is that uh, we're just kind of smoking a pipe and doing some Bible exposition. I don't know, something like that. But you know what I mean. At the end of the day, it's one day, just take a breather. That's not too bad. And uh, maybe I can fit the smoking into something else. Uh, let me know how you feel about all of that. And I uh, trust you're enjoying it so far. We're getting through the contemplative stuff. As soon as we are, as soon as I have kind of figured out what exactly I'm doing over here, we'll start, we'll start grinding away at the actual material and uh, start thinking some actual concrete thoughts about what it means to sojourn. Thanks for joining me. Uh, have a great day. Uh.